0: on this is short pants free radio gamers get your ears on we we're blowing the speakers out grimdark live it is time for grimdark live this show is for the nerds the outcasts the weirdos
1: and for short pants gamers
0: no not you ah crap get ready all you grimdark goons for dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf, only right here on Grimdark Live.
2: Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight, folks, we got part two of the General's Handbook 2022-23, season one. Uh, And we got a pretty interesting topic we're going to be getting into into here tonight. We're going to be pretty much working on the concept of tactics. We're going to be looking at battle tactics. We're going to have a brief—that's going to be the majority of the show. we got a brief uh, conversation on some of the grand strategies and some other things. But for the most part, we kind of want to make sure that everybody has a a pretty good understanding of the tactics. Since we've had this game now in our sweaty palms, the new version of this— for roughly one week uh, since, uh, well, actually, no, not really, since last past Saturday, it's in everybody's sweaty palms. Uh, But before we get into all that, thanks for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live, and if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so, and let your friends know about us. Uh, Pass the show along to other people and other folks, and let them know uh, this kind of content is out there, and help us grow, please, and thank you very much for your help. Uh, also in tonight's conversation typically on the show we've been looking at lists and kind of talking about that again like last week we'll probably touch on some ideas of some lists or some units as we talk about battle tactics and general tactics going on but uh, this one we're probably going to take a little bit of a break uh, with the list discussion uh, if you will but I guarantee uh, this is going to be a good one, so don't miss this show tonight, folks, because we got a lot uh, that we're going to be getting into, and uh, we got a great guest that, uh, that that knows how to win a few games, and and we're going to see what uh, what he has to say, and he, a great, an awesome guy coming back to the show. Uh, but here we go. All right, you dice chucking, glue sniffing, gamer goons. Here we go tonight. As I said before, we're going to be talking about General's Handbook 2022, Part Two of our look through of this new handbook here in the dawn of the, I guess not the new AOS 3.0, but the new the new version, the new season of it. Um, now, folks, if you guys recall, last week we sort of broke, or maybe, maybe the word is, we peeled the onion layer back on a whole concept of bounty hunters being the way that this game would lean, and not necessarily the, the initial leak and promotion of the Galician veterans, um, you know, it, in the expert uh, hunters battalion, and of course... This was, I guess, further proven accurate two days later when Warhammer Weekly echoed almost word for word what we said here on Grimdark Live, that uh, we see this going to more of a uh, uh, bounty hunter, minimum uh, Galician veterans. But there's some recent developments as of today, some interesting stuff that's been on the boards, and even our own Discord chat with the Grimdark goons that I I think could be a little spicy piece that we're going to see more and more in tournaments, especially in the competitive scene of how different armies are going to be built. So We're going to be touching on that, my guests and I, but moving forward uh, onto the next onion layer here at the General's Handbook 2022, we're going to be talking mostly tonight battle tactics. Uh, We're going to be talking about, um, you know, how they're going to be used, what round they should be used in, how they're going to affect armies and and different uh, units in the game. But here it is, guys, joining me tonight on this topic. It's the the man himself making a return to Grimdark Live. We got him, man. We got him back, and and he's finally out of... uh, out of uh wherever that hiding place he was in. Justin Bradley, what do you hear? What do you say, bud?
1: How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Freeport Bunker. We're we're ready to rock and roll.
2: Yeah, man. He uh he he's got it, he got he got you got all the models back there on the shelf, dude. Like you're uh you're oh, yeah. you're, you're rolling. Yeah. You're rolling.
1: I've been, I've been I've been busy, really busy.
2: Nice, so. very cool. Well, um, Justin, here we are, the General's Handbook 2022, 23, season one. Uh, as of this past Saturday, is now in our sweaty palms. Now, Justin, this General's Handbook 2022 will only have a lifespan of about six months. Um, how do you think this is going to impact the game and army building for for all of us, especially in some of the recent developments that we're going to be talking about?
1: Uh, personally, I don't think we're going to have time to see metas develop. In all. It's going to be shotgun weddings all over the place with a lot of this way it's designed. Uh, we're going to be looking at just armies that come out of the woodworks that you would normally never see as test fodder and they may stick they may not yeah but if there is if there is a meta that develops here it ain't gonna last long
2: yeah I, I think I think I think you got a little bit of truth to that. Um, and, you know, we're already seeing it, right? I mean, when, when this when this thing yeah. first dropped, real quickly, when this thing first dropped, when, when, when the new announcement of the General's Handbook 2022 first dropped, there was a lot of confusion. Oh, we're gonna, it's going to be a horde army. And now we find out it's probably going to be not. Right. It's going to be more of a cavalry army. Now we have all this talk, too, that we're going to get into here a little bit, where people are talking about taking MSU, or multiple small units of different trash troops, and just trying to do the four-inch on center and hold off your, your enemy. And we're going to get into that a little bit, a little bit of a philosophy. And I've got a little bit of a bitch about that, if I can be honest, because... Coming from a long, well, I mean, honestly, dude, coming from a long line of playing Beast of Chaos and and nobblers I know all about what it's like to throw trash out there. I mean, I don't when think you're not right. not the only now, one. Well, <laughs> I, well, there, yeah, you you being a city's of Sigmar player, so yep. well, but but that's we're going to get into that. But I think for the most part here, Justin, our conversation tonight, uh, we're going to really be going on a on a deep dive, if you will, into the eight fresh battle tactics and. What I feel would be or what we feel, I should say, is a good time to use them, how to use them and the impacts both negatively and positively they may have on particular units or armies. And really, honestly, you know, the beauty of this show is we have the luxury to touch on specific topics like this, you know, example battle tactics. Uh, and, and, and not the grind, right. Of the entire book by, by now, which has already been, you know, freaking gangbanged by every jaw jacker with a microphone on the internet. Right. And, and, and honestly that, 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 you know, and even though we here at Grimdark Live, we kind of sort of fit that description. You know, we have the luxury of, of getting into uh, the part of this game that um, matter to the community, right. Because, you know, we are a community based oh. show.
1: Yeah, definitely. We, we, we look at everything with an objective mind and then it's basically, granted, it's our opinions on a lot of this stuff, but, you know, we have a big enough test group now with how big Grimdark has grown to where we can see the fallback on some of these things.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, before we get into the fallback on that, I, I kind of want to touch on something here real quick because it, it, was, it was interesting to me. Um, it was interesting to me that, that uh, well, I should say interesting enough to me that let's talk, let's talk for a moment, the stuff that we've been seeing on the boards here as of early today, right? Right. We've been talking a lot about, uh, and we've been seeing a lot about now the meta has shifted again. You, you know, you said it yourself, a little the confusion and everything in the meta, that now people are talking about not only taking mass hordes of trash troops, but completely abandoning, completely abandoning not only the bounty hunters, but also the Galician veterans in place Mm -hmm. of one-drop lists where they can throw MSU out there on four-inch centers, trash troops, beat their way to the objectives, and just hold off their opponent for three-plus rounds where they get a good chance of winning. Let me ask you before I get on my soapbox. Initially, when you saw this happening on the boards, and we had a very, very, very brief conversation here about this, folks, what were your thoughts when when you kind of saw that? Or were you kind of sitting there going, hey, I'm going to do this, too?
1: No, actually, when I saw it, I was kind of thinking these guys are crazy. In all honesty, I think you're, I think the ones that are doing that or saying that are missing the point, and I think it's gonna bite them in the ass. In all honesty, I really do. So, I think so the one miss, drop missing list the point. Is dead.
2: Okay, okay. I,
1: th- I think the one, I think the one drop list is dead. Um, and I think the idea of rushing an objective and holding it for three turns is dead. It's it's not going to work that way anymore. The tactics and the battle plans don't allow for it.
2: Well, I I, I think you're partially right. I think for the most part, it's still an objective based game. I mean, shit, Justin, we've been talking about that since eight, it, yep. it was 2.0. But I I think I think for the most part, you you have a point. Um, and I never really thought about it in that standpoint. But I, I don't think. I, I agree with you and I disagree with you in one part. I don't think the one Which drop. We always is, do. Yeah. You know, we, we, we throw stuff off each other, man. And I, and I think it makes for good conversation because I, I like the way your mind works with the game, too. Um, I, have an, I have an issue because, you know what? All these people are going to go and, and, and they're going to attempt this MSU small, you know, you know, you know minimum, min, minimum small units. And they're going to uh, get out there. You know what? I, I did this already. That is, that to me, it's like, and here's the thing, for everyone that wants to do that, you could have done that already. You didn't need this new edition to go out there and do that. And and yep. the other thing I want to say to folks is, be practical, man. Be practical with what we're doing, because you got to remember, this edition is only six months old. And if GW has taught us anything, they're they're not going to, you're, you're going to be stuck with a lot of trash troops um, before this is all over. So this idea of throwing out a bunch of Ungors and Ungor Raiders and Furies and all that kind of stuff, yeah, that might be the new meta for a little while. And I think it's going to get abused at, at tournaments, which are going to make for some pretty static games i would think that and again folks this is one man's opinion um i would be leery of that because we're a community-based show you know i I know that hobby dollars are generally uh not disposable for many for many folks out there um unless you're randy who's you know one of the most well-known male strippers of spanish fork utah you know he's got a lot of money he really does justin you know that right
1: he doesn't he doesn't get paid money they just throw gw models at him come on
2: (laughs) There's something that man
1: gets up there, spins around the pole, and he's got ten boxes of troops sitting at his feet at that by the time he's done. Come there's, on.
2: So, there's something slightly more creepy about that, but I do I do enjoy that 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 mental image. Randy, we love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> yep. but but so that that's the first thing I want to touch on because that honestly, folks, I was not prepared to talk about that tonight. As you can kind of tell, I rambled over it because it was it was just something I noticed a couple of hours before we 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 went live here on the show, and I thought, huh, that's an odd twist. Um, and I think you're going to see it. I mean, what do you think? I mean, we got we got Armed Forces Day coming up. We got other great tournaments coming up, like we got uh, uh, the um, uh, in October the uh, the team the the the, 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 the uh, U.S. Open. Um, yeah. I mean, do you do you I, see a lot of those MSU type units being uh, thrown out there?
1: I I think we're going to see the one drop or two drop, where they're you know battle regiment, whatever you want to call it. But I think those people are going to run into a little bit of trouble with some of these battle plants and those. And yeah, I mean, while you're on the table first, and you're getting the first turn. The way this is written, the person going second's got a huge advantage over you at that point.
2: I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I like what Darktron69 said here on the, on the chats. You know, uh, you know, the drop is going to be around four-plus drop now. I do agree with yep. that. I do agree Minimum. with that. Yeah. Minimum. I don't see the one drop going away. Because you want to know why? No. GW still has you'll, it on the, on the app. You can still build a good
1: include. There will be a one-drop in for anything that doesn't go into, say, a veterans unit or a conqueror's unit or something of that matter or getting extra artifacts or things of that matter. But it's not going to be the prevalent end-all, be-all. I, I agree. That, if, that much I you, agree with if, you. Okay. If you build that way, you might get you seriously, might get just wiped or hit hard first turn because of some of these things that are happening.
2: Yeah, but you understand what the which tactics we, which are we're,
1: we're, oh yes, no, you I know, get it. They, they, get they get want to board. put a bunch
2: of MSU out there, four inch on center. So if you, you know, so your opponent has to really chew through a lot of trash. Well, correct. Hell, correct. I'm a beast of chaos player, man. I've been doing that forever. Um, right, but you also
1: have to remember, you have to remember that everything is everything is Galician, regardless if, if it's battle line and under four wounds. And, oh no, um, yeah, no, I, so, I, I get that. So I get that. It, even at an MSU unit, it's just easier to destroy. To destroy. Right. A five-man unit, is easier to destroy it's than a 10-man hold you unit up. or a 20-man unit. But it's well, going to hold it you is. up. But, yeah. Of yeah. course it is. Unless it's something like fulminators hitting it, and then it's just gone. doesn't yeah. matter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, folks, uh, light, light up the chats, man. Let us know what you think about that in the comments section down below, and we'll, we will, uh, we'll address it as we roll on. But, um, Justin, I did want to kind of do another left-turn at Albuquerque here, and I want to talk to you it. a little bit about – uh, the grand strategies. You know, and I think before we get into the battle right. tactics, I would like to go through with these briefly, 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 because no problem. I think the new grand strategies that are present in the General's Handbook 2022 offer a little bit of mention because I think it kind of prefaces and sets up our conversation for the meat and potatoes of our conversation, I should say, on the battle tactics. Um mm-hmm. the first thing I want to point out is long gone, baby, out of here are the days of prize sorcery or beastmaster to to make, you know, achieving really right. what the what the what the GSs or the grand strategies they were pretty freaking easy back in the day, and I think uh, we're 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 really looking at a whole new game, based off of first the grand strategies, second the battle tactics. What 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 say you of the of the six new battle tactics? I mean, how do you feel about them?
1: Personally, I think they're all worthless. Every one of them. I think nobody's going to take these. They're going to stick to the grand strategies in their books.
2: Okay, That's that was honesty, a, that was a opinion. complete that was a complete left turn. I wasn't expecting that.
1: I think every single one of these new grand strategies is either one completely unachievable, two they're completely versus, or they're trash. And everybody's going to run their own strategies either out of the white dwarfs that were released or out of their pri- their army books directly, because those will be easy for them to achieve based upon their army. Okay. These, not so much.
2: Okay. All right. All right. And uh, and and Rhett, uh, we got you on the chat, buddy. We are not going to forget about your question, and and we, and as soon we get through this, before we uh, before we go to uh, the news, uh, Dustin, we got to we got to Justin, we got to answer this question. You know, he Rhett okay. asks, who do you think is going to be the next AOS faction, and when is it going to release? So we're, we but okay. we, we're going to yep. get to that. That's a good one. That's a good one. We're going to get to that. Rhett. give us a second. But. Um, but they're but they're quick, long gone. Do you want a do you want, do you want a quick high
1: low to why I think these are, are these are garbage?
2: Well, let me let me let me kind of let me kind of set the table here real quick. All right. Okay. I cool. personally think I personally think right now that the two that I think you're going to see probably eight tenths of the time are going to be defend what's ours and take what's theirs. You know, I think when you look at what we have here with defend what's ours, I think it's you know it's scored first of all at the end of the battle with no enemy units wholly within your territory. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting choice for aggressive alpha strike armies or like say strong castle armies, like, like what you play with your cities of Sigmar. I think that's going to be very good. Uh, take what's theirs, I think is another one. I think, um, you know, that one, if I, if I, I got my book, I got my, I got my general's handbook right here, folks. I'm, I'm looking at, I think it, uh, I think that's the one, if you have friendly units, uh, I think you've more friendly units, uh, than your enemy units wholly within your opponent's territory, you get that one. I think those are going to be. I think those are going to be the next two that are going to be mostly used eight out of 10 times. What say you?
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, it's, these are, they're situational. They're big time situational. And with the new battle plans, they're even more situational. Um, Defend what's ours. Yeah. No enemies in your own territory. Okay. Great. Easily achievable if you're a castling army, something of that manner, but there's ways of sneaking enemies into your. There's things in, There's battle plans here that you can easily sneak something into the opponent's line. Turn five. Okay. And wouldn't even have a chance. We even need to be able to stop it. Um, take what's theirs. Having more of your your friendly units than in their territory than they have. That's basically the the exact reverse of defend your what's ours. So both of those have. Well, that and that's same why I, that's why I think you're going to see
2: yeah, and that's why I think you're going to see those right. two, eight, eight, eight out of ten times in in most
1: lists. Um, it's going to depend on the battle plan, and it's going to depend on the army. Well,
2: yes and no, yes and no. I mean, I personally also think I'm looking at the, uh, the the I'm looking at the other one here that I think is going to be marginally maybe two to three times. I think we're looking at probably no place for the week would be another one. Probably it's probably in third place, uh, or maybe you know the first two are tied for 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 first two are tied for first. I think with no place for the week here, this one is it, it requires your opponent to have no starting battle line units on the battlefield at the end of the battle. Um, that might be achievable if you have a, if you have enough of a beach stick of an army, I think, but
1: an MSU MSU army will give a personal headache with that one. Uh, the other secondary is just a little small snippet rule on the bottom of the starting army thing that they added is only units that initially started the starting army will count to that. Not anything that's summoned or brought back to life.
2: Okay, so you you're referring to that page 14, that little comment that uh, that starting out. Yeah, a little
1: comment at the bottom. Yep. So those if they're brought back in their battle line, they may pick up the Galician rule, but they do not count against the grand strategy. The
2: uh, so, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I do, but but give us yep. give us a quick high low of how you think that's going. Now now you're saying Now which one now which one which grand strategy do you think that that's going to play with or against? Ah <sighs>
1: A lot of them like the demonstration of strength and the show of uh, the show of dominance. Those two are Experience, really going to take a hit. From that. Scholarship
0: and because common sense thinking, is what I rely people are probably thinking, I to bring in on.
1: units or I summon in units. They're Galician. They automatically have all these abilities and everything else. Well, yeah, but they don't count towards the grand strategy because they don't actually activate it.
2: Right. 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 All right.
1: So, yeah. So, and I, but that, I think that, you know that's where the that's that's the small issue on that one. And I don't, okay. don't want to go too far into the weeds on it because yeah, you know, it's you know be and up that, for interpretation and, and all yeah, that. And that's, so.
2: that's that's another that's another part of another conversation. I think that we can get to, but 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 again, you know, right. I, I think that's just you know what that is. That's an onion layer product of the game. We're all just gonna have to deal with that. Right. Pretty um, much. But here's the thing. I I think personally, and guys, this is one man's opinion. We are a uh, opinion show. Um, I think tame the land. I think demonstration of strength, and I think the other one, the show of dominance. Um, eh, I don't know. I I think, I think of the three, those are the bottom of the barrel. I think, I think show of dominance, you know, this is the one where you have to have a Galician veteran unit in each quarter of the battlefield. You know, here's the thing. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't specify starting army. Like you were saying, I got me thinking about this when you're talking about starting armies on page 14 of the general's handbook, it doesn't specify starting army. So this is technically an opinion, uh, or I'm sorry, an option I would say for summoning armies, but it seems significantly more fiddly and kind of lousy. And likely not worth it. I mean, I I, I will probably never... It, it, to me, I'm not even sure it was worth the ink to be printed on the piece of paper. I think show of dominance is a is a, is a crap uh, general's... I mean, a uh, um, grand strategy, my opinion. And, and as well, I said, I think the other two, Tame the Land and, and Demonstration of Strength, I think those are kind <clears> of <throat> myself, too. But
1: Yeah, well, just, just, to, just to poke the bear a little bit on Tame the Land, um, that one is adjusted based upon an army's ability to bring a piece of terrain or not.
2: Uh... Tame the Land because is. You have, it, well, you're talking about that. It requires you to hold all objectives. Hold all, all of objectives your in,
1: your, in your opponent's right? territory, outside of your territory, because most of these battle plans are divided directly in half.
2: Well, okay, so you're saying so, using, like, say, the, the Maw Pot as a blocking piece or something like that?
1: You'd have to control that as well to actually claim that one, just like you would have to have the Loon Shrine and everything else. All those would have to be claimed, yeah, if, I, depending I, on the battle plan.
2: I think that's a part of it. I think that's a part of it. But I think, I think the reason why I think Tame the Land is, is, is probably second to the bottom of the barrel is. You know, let's face it, let's face it. I mean, it requires you to hold all the objectives wholly outside of your territory at the end of the battle. Okay, well, let's think about this. And and the reason why I say this is this one is almost unachievable based on how challenging it is. And I would expect uh, it it won't be picked for that reason alone. I mean, let's face it, I mean... Let's face it, gamers want to show up. They want to roll dice. They already have enough going against them. They already have enough going against them. I don't think they really want to throw a, a, a something that, that is going to give them, say, three points, which could be a huge piece in a, in a game, which I think is going to be pointed out much more slimly than the ones in the past. Um, I, I think your Joe and Jane gamer are going to look at this and go, tame the land. Mm-hmm. You know, I, No way. I'm not doing that. Um, right. Right. And that's that's my two cents in a tin can. I mean, uh, what about demonstration of strength? I think that's probably third to the bottom of the barrel as far as grand strategies. what what's well, the,
1: the the fact that you have to have three separate units to do it. Yeah Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. well, here's the thing. And look at most people. I mean, talk about three Galician veteran units. Look at how, what most people are doing now. They're literally building like what well, we talked about last week on the show when we kind of broke when we kind of peeled the onion layer back on Monday about mm-hmm. how we think this is going to be more of a bounty hunter based meta more cavalry based meta a lot of people right. are building their armies with simply two two galician veteran uh right units and and that's it so that one's out right there based off just you know two's not three so
1: or I, or if you if you're going msu and, and example city is a sigma battle line they're minimum 10 guys that's 30 guys that have to be in a territory
2: yeah, I think that's a hard that's three, pass.
1: That, that, that's a hard pass. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's three uh, units of ten models? No. Yeah, I, I think happen.
2: I think this is good I think this is the one that's gonna be used by the brand new player once. Um and, and that's like I said, that's that's um that's that's just our opinion, folks. We're not uh uh we're an opinion we're an opinion based show. But all right, we we promised Rhett we were gonna go back right before we um we got to the news and everything. We promised, <laughs> Rhett. We see. We keep our promises here on the show, man. Or at least, at least I do. I know that uh, when Steve's on the show, he doesn't keep many promises. You know, he's he's right. got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of issues. It's drinking, really, is what it is, Justin. It's it's his it's his drinking problem. Um, <laughs> now, now he, we're gonna go back to Rhett's question here on the boards. It says, "Who do you think is going to be the next AOS faction, and when is it going to release?" Go. What do you think?
1: Don Bringer's Crusade. Spring of 2023.
2: Dawnbringer's Crusade, spring of 2023. Okay, so mm-hmm. you think that... But he's asking the next one. We, I mean, we already know that we got Ogres coming up next. We already know that we got Gloomspite Gits coming up next. I mean, next... Right. that Don You're Bringer, talking about next Don year. Bringer's,
1: I'm talking next year. Dawnbringer's Crusade is going to be the replacement for Cities of Sigmar.
2: Yeah, but he was asking... He was asking, what oh, is you, the next? You want, the next. You want
1: the, the next one. Yeah. After, after who's the last one on the list so far? Is that Ogres?
2: Well... No, no. The last one on the list is Slaves of Darkness. For this year, okay, right? For so, this year. The one that we know. Yeah, that's for mean, this year. So yeah. you're
1: talking, but you're talking, you're talking 2023.
2: What? No, I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking about right now. What's the, all right, we, we just had Zeech. We know Zeech is dropping. Previous right. to that, we had Sylvaneth and Skaven.
1: Right. And we know. I think it's going to be Lumineth.
2: Zee- I think, unfortunately, guys. We no,
1: we, we know, we know it's Lumineth and Zeech. Those are, those are in the next battle box. And we already knew those books. Well, were we know, we know they're those, getting a new book. Those are okay. our. It, that's that's the new book that's already was hit in the, was already hinted at. It's Lumineth and Zinch in the next the release after that, and then it's it's chaos. So, well, unknown, oh no, it's
2: destruction. I think it's going to be ogres. I think I think we're I think we're going to look at ogres or gloom. I mean, it's a tie-out. It's a toss. I'm going to go with ogres just because ogres need a little
1: I, I'm th- I'm leaning I'm leaning more towards gloomspite if you go that route, because then we have chaos after that, and since we're seeing a resurgence of chaos. If you push that to 2023, I think Donbringer's is going to be the first army of the next year.
2: Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well then I, I say Ogres. You say uh uh Goomspite Gets Goomspite. all right. Yep. Rhett, leave it in the chats, man. You gotta leave it in the chats for us. What uh what is what is what do you think is gonna be the next uh the next uh new faction uh to come out?
1: if, if you're talking brand new faction altogether, chaos dwarfs. But under a different name, I just—we don't have one yet. Yeah,
2: yeah, we do. <laughs> you guys, you heard it—you heard it right, right here first. Grimdark Live gave you dwarfs and boats. We gave you giants. We gave you cruel boys. Here it is. Are you, are
1: you talking about the oathbreakers? He, oath oathbreakers. Yeah. Oathbreakers.
2: It is. Take that to the bank, folks. You heard it first here yep. on Grimdark Live. All right. So let's uh, let's let's keep rolling with this. We're going to jump right into the news, and, I, and the only reason why I'm going to say this is because I think the I think the stand true or sniffing glue thing is a is a is a is a, is a lost thing, lost topic for for someone like Justin who paints for a living. So you, yep. you you're probably the farthest thing. You're probably you're probably sniffing paint at this point, uh, which could be fun. I'm huffing
1: I'm huffing sealers at this point, which, which could <laughs> be fun. Um, I. Yeah, I guess. That's why the that's why the beard's going white. There's so much paint going in. You
2: know what? I I Darktron sixty nine, before you go on to the Darktron sixty nine just put on I cannot wait for the new Lumineth Realm Lords. You mean like isn't that like the twenty fifth book they've gotten in like the last three weeks? It just seems like every time we turn around, I'm kidding with you, Darktron. You I hope you're I, I can't is he being sarcastic? I hope so.
1: All I right. don't I hope he's being he is because this is what the Fourth book at this point. Forty fourth,
2: who knows? Forty fifth, who, who knows? Who knows who and we knows. still
1: haven't seen the other half of the army or the other sections. And I mean, come on, what else are they going to add? Nope, nope,
2: <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right. Well, who who knows? You know what? If it is, it's probably going to come out and be be a beat stick. All right. Let's get into the news because uh, we got we got some topics in the news. I think we should uh, we should really get after. Now, um, have you been paying attention to the news?
1: Kinda. I've been busy. Yeah, you have. Been. <laughs> but all right. Uh,
2: well we got we got a pretty awesome uh rumor engine here. We got uh we got this one. It's uh, it's a big spooky hand. Uh this time it's a big spooky hand, got it, and it's holding a skull. How novel. My money is Melorian. I think it's gonna be Melorian. What do you think?
1: You know what? Um I'll jump on that boat with you, but I'm also gonna say maybe uh what is it? Uh Undead Court, the um I can't think of their, the um, zombie dragon army, the 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 ghouls, that thing. Flesh eater court. Flesh eater court. Flesh eater court. Yeah, wow, you really Should are huffing of the paint. You really are huffing paint. I could not think of the name for some reason, but I'm I'm going to lean towards flesh eating court on that one.
2: All right, okay, flesh eater court. Uh,
1: yeah, it you has know. that desecrated kind of pulled back skin effect that would be more. To that.
2: You know, what's funny. The reason why I'm a reason why I think it's going to not be flesh eater quartz is look at the manicured nails. You know, the manicured nails right there. That looks like the lady that's in front of you at the grocery store that's been married four times, buried three of her husbands. And she's got those manicured, you know, kind of the big, the larger hands. Like she's really, she's really had a lot to do in life. I mean, and there, and she's probably holding the skull of like one of her ex-husbands or something like that. That's what that looks like. To right. me. I, I, don't, I think it, that's Malarian.
1: Okay, well, that could also be, you know, since they believe they're Bretonians and they see themselves as Bretonians in the mirror, maybe that's the Lady of the Lake or the Sorceress. Uh...
2: Could be, could be, could be. Um, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to stick with the Malarian thing because if we ever do, get a- I know you are, <laughs> but I, I think if we, but hear me out on this. I think if we ever do get a Malarian, I would like them, uh, or I should say him to have really two forms. I really want to steal from Daughters of Cain on this thing. I think I'd like to see one as like a regular size, badass, you know, a tall, dark elf, shadow prince kind of a thing. Like, like the, uh, like that, the, the short story that was out a few years back. Um, and I'd like another version of them just like with Marathi and, 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 you know, mm-hmm. as, as a big monster thing that, that we've seen a glimpse of in the artwork, you know, the whole big, uh, 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 dragon-esque thing. I think that would be a slick model. It'd be, a, it'd be a painter's dream. Not for me because I paint like a blathering nightmare, but it would be a painter's dream.
1: I'm, I'm the reason I, the only reason I'm, I'm kind of giving you shit on that one and so to speak is because the size of the skull and the hand, if it's Malurian, I want a much broader bigger model to be holding a skull in that form
2: well i'm thinking it, it's it's uh well look okay let's say that skull is a human skull look at the size of that hand first of all now that could be something right well i guess maybe it could be it could be slaves of darkness you know i mean it could be something like that uh it could be some of the new range of models that um right you know that are that are coming back uh we'll see who 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 the heck knows but uh but speaking I mean, of there's uh, all
1: there there's always talk of skinwalkers too so that could be a werewolf for all we well,
2: know well i'll tell you what if they brought skinwalkers back in slaves darkness that would be well, that'd be like a dream come true that would be that would be my third mm-hmm. that would be my third wish come true you know of course mordheim has got to come back someday right we got to get mordheim back
1: yeah yeah you we know? do
2: and uh yeah so, but the next thing in the news, which I thought was pretty exciting, and you know, and it's, and it's funny because, um, you know, I don't know if, if I'm the only one, but I like this. I like, for some reason, I like this matchup. And this is the new Zeech versus the Lumineth in this box set that you just mentioned. I mean, it, yep. it's rumored to be the next army. Now, I think, I think we know that that's going to be the case. I mean, the box content, obviously, it's going to have two new heroes and filler stuff. That's kind of the whole montage of what GW's been doing. I think it also means that the box codex right are are going to be getting a new version i think i think we're going to be looking at a new book Mm -hmm. for lumineth obviously a new book for zeech um i think and like you said i I think it's just hysterical this is like the third or fourth or 75th book lumineth has gotten already i mean it's just a tremendous amount of books um Mm -hmm. but when you saw this what, what did you think
1: uh when i saw that and saw the new hero models for both sides i was kind of like oh my god I'm gonna buy this because that mage is, for the Lumineth. I'm is, sorry, she's absolutely phenomenal and reminds me of old school High Elves a lot more than some of the other models that are out there. Uh, I but can
2: I can get into the, the, that. I, the, I can
1: the, get into that a little bit. The, the the general idea that we're now gonna see two of the biggest magic heavy armies clashing with each other, especially on the dawn of how some of the armies spells have been changed and things of that manner. Right. Perfect addition at this time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like it because the matchup. I don't know what it is about the matchup. It just feels classic to me. And you yeah. know, I, I think, I think the well, one thing I did hear on on the on the interwebs here was that this box set was already supposed to be out. I guess this thing was supposed to be out in early spring, but with the delay of all the chi- uh, the, the the different uh, supply chain problems and everything else, mm-hmm. it was pushed out to now. Um, so it's Well everything, s- everything's on what
1: a six month delay right now? Oh don't Almost get me started. Everything? I mean,
2: you know, there are people still waiting on a maggoth Lord. I mean, they I mean going on months and yeah. months, four or five months. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, for the Lumineth side of this box, I think the mage, uh, I think the the, the 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 symmetry and the symbolism of Heish as a weapon, I, I think I read that, which I kind of like the tie back. So that is very high elf, you know, back to the old, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ulthuan type of the thing. I, I think that was very good right. the way they did that. I think the rest of the box for the, on the Luminous side, from what I understand is like, I think it's five cavalry, five blade lords, 10 sentinels. And I think Zeech is just as balanced. That's the other thing. I think for a new player coming into this, you know, you know, a new player and, and, and their buddy to be able to get into this, um, I think is a good thing. I mean, the rest of the box is going to be, I think it's three Zangors on a disc, 10 Zangors on right. foot, and twenty cultists. You know they're really pushing the cultists. I, I, I I'm, I'm okay, good. You got to get them out it, there. It, trash it's that, groups.
1: it's that ba- it's that battle line. They're, they're pushing that battle line heavy right now. They,
2: they, they really, they really, really, really are. Um, yeah. Okay, so fine. Darktron sixty uh, nine. He corrected us. This is going to be the third book for Lumineth Realm Lords. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, fine. Third book, but that's still a lot, isn't it? Or is that just me? Am I just being a brat? Or is that a lot? It seems like a lot.
1: Well. Technically, we're at three or so books, or four books for Stormcast Eternals. So we're well, that, almost to the same thickness on each book, too. So hey, there you go. That's the, that's, the, that's the, <laughs> yeah yeah. That,
2: and they're the flagship army. I get it. I get it. Um, right. Last thing in the news here, it is we got Armed Forces Day, our fifth year coming up. Here, almost a month away. Here it is, July thirtieth and thirty-first. Uh, we're going to be having our fifth year AFD five, and uh, yep. here, we, we're back, man. We've gone through it all. I mean, I'm so proud of this tournament and and what we're going to be doing in the future with it. Uh, It's going to be a two-day Age of Sigmar event, a Warhammer 40k event. Uh, Each player on both sides of the game are going to bring a 2,000-point army comprised of the most recent General's Handbook, Core Rulebook, and AOS and 40k rule set. Uh, The event is going to be a 1v1 five-game two-day tournament to support our active duty troops while celebrating Armed Forces Day, a national holiday to honor our active duty troops. So um, really, really looking forward to this. It's, it's, uh, but I got to tell you, you know, it's funny. We have we have uh, we generally are pacing around forty players on the AOS side every year, but uh, those are straight up killer games. I mean, you're you're a pretty good player yourself, Justin, and and you've had some fits in this tournament.
1: Yeah, i've I've had some I've had some good games, bad games, and games that are just straight up slugfest and drawouts. I mean, they're the 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 caliber of players that come to this event are top notch in yeah. all all aspects of their of their selected armies. They yeah. know themselves inside and out.
2: Yeah, and we got lists. Lists are due. It's hard to believe. I mean, here we are. Lists are due uh, on, or by or before the 16th of July. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, that's going to be, you know, and, and again, the lists are going to be locked down until, until the uh, start of game one on day one. So don't worry about it. Your lists are not going to be out on the web. We're using Best Coast pairings this year. Um, and I, I really, I really want to emphasize something here. We are in a good spot. You know, we, we've gone through it all. I mean, we never missed a beat in five years. Uh, We never shut the tournament down. We, we, we did all the right stuff through two COVIDs. And uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the commitment of the community. I'm proud of the commitment of what we put forward. And you know what, it just, it just, it reinvigorates in me the fact that there's a lot of really darn good people in this community. And I'm thankful for every one of them out there that, that are there, whether they support AFD or not, especially the ones that support AFD. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, uh, we got a big announcement. I want to say this right now, folks, we got a big announcement coming up on July 16th. So, uh, be looking out for that. It's an announcement for armed forces day. That's all I'm going to say. So, uh, be looking out for that. You're not going to want to miss that one coming up. Uh, that's going to be a, a pretty, a pretty sizable announcement, but, but Justin, we got, uh, we got a gooseneck. He says, good to see Justin back on the show.
1: It is yeah, I saw that it is. it
2: is, it is, it is good to, uh.
1: It, have you it is very, it is very good to be back on the show.
2: Absolutely, uh, bud. Well, here it is, gang. We are going to be uh, talking about battle tactics and kind of some of the the, the tie-ins of actual gameplay tactic and everything here with uh, Justin on the show. So uh, we will be right back. Stick around. Hey, gang. I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimDarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimDarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimDarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or should you know that GrimDarkLive.com has some great products in our shop. T-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more. So get your swag on with GrimDarkLive merch. Also from GrimDarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. With all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on GrimDarkLive. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. All right, we are back, and we're going to be talking about uh, battle tactics here on the show. So let's um, let's dive into this, man. Let's dive into this. So, yep. Justin, here we are, man. We Since Saturday, we've been into the General's Handbook 2022-23 Season 1. And, uh, gang, just as a little refresher with this topic tonight, we're going to be talking about the game function of selecting battle tactics. And I want to emphasize that. Because in our discussion, we're going to be talking about when to select them, how, you know, uh, you know, selecting the different battle tactics are going to affect armies and their respective units and possibly some tactical advantages of each one of them. Now, again, I want to preface that that uh, Justin has his own opinions on gameplay as far as how that works. I have my own. I think we've done a pretty good uh, stance, if, if you will, on on uh, where where we think each battle tactic um rests with each round is that is that a fair way to put it justin is that a good way of, of yeah to say where, it that way?
1: where where they can be easily set up or where they might be able to be accomplished you know based on exactly. battle pack and plans so. exactly exactly
2: and uh so justin first off let, let's let's go right here first off these battle tactics are a lot tougher right i mean they're a lot tougher uh than where we came from in, in previous editions right i mean is that you agree with that
1: um, yeah, I would actually say that this, this tactical choice of whatever one you choose is going to make or break your game. And the order you put them in is going to make or break your game. Right. If you, if you don't choose right, you'll lose. Just I, I Yeah,
2: I agree. I think they're a lot more critical. I really do. I, I, I think, um, you know, truthfully, I think overall, um, these battle tactics are significantly more challenging and I think are going to have a big impact on how games are played going forward. The, the general trend that I've seen is that they are a bit more interactive. I mean, I've played two games now, and I've noticed that it is a lot more interactive uh, with, with far less, I want to say, gimme options, gimme, gimme options. Um, right. That could be scored without having to make any real significant tactical decisions on the battlefield. Have you played mm-hmm. those games and kind of experienced the same thing, or is that just from what you've been reading um... about and, and, and looking through?
1: just from reading about them and doing mock-up tests or mock-up positionary stuff with my own table that I have behind me, you know, I can set up, I can set up a game easily and do a mock, a mock battle and figure out if the tactic is going to work in that turn or that phasing. So, I mean, I've had the book since, since Sunday basically is when I had mine. So I've been able to, puts around with it for the last couple of days, just kind sure. of to see what's going on. Sure. It sure. also helps because since I'm putting some tables and stuff together for AFD, that um, it helps where I can for train management, so I know exactly how the train can be placed on these tables coming forward. Bingo. Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that's my that's my thought too. I mean I, I kind of I've kind of looked at these battle tactics and and they were really intriguing to me. That's why we're we're talking about them mm-hmm. on the show tonight. But but to start this off, Justin, I want to do this. You know, I, I'd like to get out of the way. In my opinion here, folks, I want to stress that, but most likely in my opinion, the one battle tactic that I think most of us are going to stay away from. And folks, when, when you see that Justin and I are talking about this, he's going to have his own opinions. We're going to have the discussion on it. You folks in, that are there in the chats or anything like that, throw your thoughts down there as well, because we want to hear from you folks also. Um, Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, between the two of us, Justin has an opinion. I've got mine. You guys have yours and mine's always right. You see how I threw that in there, Justin? I mean, I had to, (laughs) I had to, I had to to do that. I had to do that. All right. So the the first one I want to throw out there that I think is really kind of a, uh, I don't think it's going to be very popular is, is head to head. Um, and, and my point on saying this is it, first of all, it it pits Galician veteran units against one another where you got to pick an enemy veteran veteran unit, destroy it with an attack or ability of a friendly Galician veteran unit. There are so many problems I see with this right off the bat. You know, first of all, I see folks uh, with minimum Galician veteran units. They're taking them in that battalion. So the first thing they're doing is they're stuffing them onto an objective to get those points because each one is worth three. The last thing you're going to do is like putting your general out there to go fight. I mean, it, it just I don't see a lot of folks actually partaking in this head-to-head. Um, worth it? My opinion, no. But what say you on on head to head?
1: Um, unfortunately, I think head to head is going to be one of those standard, the standard bread and butter that people are going to go for. Really, I really do. So we are polar. Uh,
2: we are polar opposite on this.
1: It, it's going to be a turn two through five choice. It's not going to be a turn one. It, it never will be, but I don't think you're gonna see it done through straight up head-to-head combat. I think you're gonna see it done through abilities, so oh, or man. kill and things of that matter. And but but you gotta, kill exam- a
2: bat- you gotta kill a Galician veteran unit with a Galician veteran unit. I don't think head-to-head prime, is gonna be that
1: popular. Prime, prime example of that are say Luminoth from Lord Sentinels having the ability to become battle line, become Galician, and can fire their bows at 30 inches and wipe a unit off the table with mortal wounds. Okay, that's an ability that kills them. That gets you head to head.
2: You know, okay. Let let me let me let me let me pick off what you just said there a little bit. So, the battle tactic, by its own existence, meaning head to head here, folks, heavily incentivizes foot infantry. Okay, I I get that. In in every army that you're going to see foot, if this is the case, you're going to see foot infantry in every army that can get its hands on foot infantry, or Mm -hmm. avoiding veterans altogether. To deny your opponents the ability to score it. I I think that's where it's gonna go. You're gonna see more people saying Galician veterans, forget about it. I'm gonna go all cavalry. I'm gonna go do all something that isn't four wounds or less and two feet. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, head to head is now kind of a moot point, anyways.
1: Right? Well, you still have you still have to have battle line in your list. So your minimum three battle line, and unless you can make something count as battle line. You're going to have foot soldiers out there that can be targeted from range or something of that matter by another Galatian unit. So that's what's leading me to be that head-to-heads at two through five, and it's going to be probably one of the common ones you'll see used oh, in the game.
2: So you're thinking, okay, wait a minute. So, so you said before you thought head-to-head was going to be turn one. You think head-to-head is going to be... No,
1: no, no. It's ne- it's never going to be turn one. Never.
2: Okay, so what do you think?
1: You won't have turn two through five, somewhere in there. It's going to... It's going to be a choice. It might be an end of the game when the veterans are the last thing on the table, or it's going to be early on when they're trying to capture that proving ground or something like that and you're pushing them off.
2: Okay. But I'll, I'll put you in a little bit of a headlock here. Which, what, what, what battle round? What do you think? Because I'm going to say had, it's, it's if, not going to be if used I, much. If I, if I,
1: if I, if I had to say primary, turn three.
2: Okay. Fine. All right. Good. That you say turn three. I say toilet. Fine. Okay. All right, and 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 folks, this is why this is going to be a good conversation. You know, leave it in the chats here, folks. Let us know what you guys think. I mean, what do you guys think uh, is going to be the order of battle tactics that are going to be used? Which is what we're discussing here tonight. We're, we're discussing where I think and Justin thinks, and maybe all you folks too, when we think battle tactics are going to be used in what particular round. Now, here's my here's my turn one pick. You ready? You ready for this Go one, right. Justin? I think my turn one here is against the odds. So... So let's okay. take it from the top turn 1 regardless of the armies because I had to okay. look at I had to look at everything in the whole the whole enchilada and I think mm-hmm. the best battle tactic to start the game off with is against the odds. I mean let's let's mm-hmm. let's boil all the water out of the pot. It makes you pick one okay. of your starting units on the battlefield and have it contesting an objective you control that is not not that is not being contested by any enemy Galician veteran models. So as a side okay. note also it's also a useful late game battle tactic. I will give you that, but I'm still going to stick with my majority of the time turn one, but it is a late game battle tactic. If you've got other easy options uh, early game, right? But, but I think primarily it will be a turn one go to. Nope. What do you think? Okay.
1: All right. Nope. It's not a turn one go to because six out of the 12 battle plans do not allow you to contest any objectives on turn one. Um, okay. Or Or even, or even hold them. Even if so, they start in your territory, and even if they start in your territory, you don't control them till turn two.
2: Well, I I don't think that that's actually correct because it's very easy to achieve oh, no. in most no, scenarios I, I, and effectively replaces. I can I, I
1: can I can give you a prime example. The first one is, um, prize of Galent. The objective is not active is not is not contestable unless it's activated by a unit which is chosen by player two. Um, I can keep going down the list. Half of them, there's a lot of them. that I, have, I look at it yeah, this way though. I,
2: I think, I think a lot of people, because you, again, you don't know what, what, battle, what you don't know what, you, what scenario well, you're you going to be taking. You again, don't know your scenario. Again, you, you don't that's, scenari- it's, it's you, besides you, the point. You don't know the scenario going into the game. So I think when you claim your, it's, it's, when, a, when, it's when you, a sub one, yeah, I would say you can yeah. do it
1: in turn one. But it's going to be one of those things that's going to be based upon the battle plan that's in place.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be an easy one to achieve in most scenarios, and, and effectively replaces the old ones, which are Ferocious Advance, as the round one right. easy pick. Um, I, I think I think that's the one that I think is going to be. But I, you know, you make a good point. But again, I not knowing the, you, again, I had to look at the whole enchilada. I had to really think about this mm-hmm. and say, okay, the whole enchilada here is 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 what. Um, I, I my think push against, on
1: that is turn two. In all honesty, That's okay. My push.
2: All right. I kind of like the way we're talking about this, so I'll tell you what. I will set up the pitch. You either strike and miss or knock it out of the park. All right. Let, let's. Uh, so. So that, we'll, that, we'll just we'll just go that me. way, because I think I I want to respect what you're saying, and I do. And I think we're well. The, well, the first one we were completely polar optional. I said you're probably never going to use it, and you said turns two through five. So. So I. Right. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get, <laughs> folks you just never Not with me never, you know never know <laughs> but I, but I will but I will concede to um you know probably uh, okay I'll tell you what I'm going to switch it up here a little bit I'm going to switch it up here a little bit I'm going I'm going to go to one that that let's just say you need something good for the time around say the end of your first movement phase if you're if you're saying ambushing unit I would say, desecrate mm-hmm. the land would be a solid pick. Now, now, this one, I maybe could be interchangeable with against the odds. I mean, but mm-hmm. this one, uh, I would say, is more easily scoreable battle tactic, because if if you if you must simply nominate a terrain feature, I think that's what makes it so so easily scoreable, whether whether faction or otherwise that is at least partially within your opponent's territory and controls it at the end of the turn. I, th- I think that's why I think desecrate their lands is probably a good, not you know, honorable mention, if not maybe interchangeable with Against the Odds. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, desecrate, desecrate your lands I have as is, um, is a turn one for most most of the, the battle plans and just most of them in general because... A lot of them turn one. You can't go after objective points in place of that, so you're going to go after. You can go after terrain, really straightforward and easy. The way the battle plans are actually divvied up to where your deployment zones are um, can make that one very easily achievable on turn one.
2: So, so we kind of have a pretty good solid agreement on that one.
1: Yeah, that that would pro- that one's probably going to be mostly the. I'm leaning that that's going to be the the, the go to turn one, just because of the way the battle plans happen. Okay, and. With some of them it's just like, Yeah, either you're not summoning into the back lines or whatever, or like you said, all cavalry list. Yeah, they'll be on terrain features in turn one, no problem.
2: Yeah, right, right. And you know what I like about this one? What I like about Desecrate Their Lands is that it's interesting to me to see them make terrain features themselves. An actual freaking terrain mm-hmm. feature, a vital part of the bat- of the battlefield in this way. Now, you know, because here's the thing, we, we I think terrain feature was always meant to have something to do with it, but a lot of the games are played without claiming what the you know what the what the train feature is, so it's interesting that this is a mandated thing through a battle tactic
1: because right. and you know and being that they' they're saying you have to have eight pieces of train per table on average, yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit easier and I, the, and yeah too. and I
2: think this is one of the easier tactics I, is is i think it's going to be i think it's going to be considered carefully right. when players first deploy their armies but i I think desecrate their lands is definitely that you you're gonna see that most likely in say you know turn one for sure i don't I don't see it being used much. In, in other, I think it's going to be turn one. I, th- I think it's interchangeable. In, with in,
1: the Unless you have a complete, like say a flyer unit that has a complete clean line to get over, then maybe turn three, maybe turn four If the lines, when the lines have like divided or separated or gotten smaller. But I think turn one's where that pushes just to get that jump on the points.
2: Yeah. I, I well, I think that's what you want to do in this, in this edition. I think, I think that's where yeah. you're going to want to go, but moving on from, from, from turn one, now we're, we're eyeballing, Round two, we're getting into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my pick for that one is going to be barge through enemy lines. I mean, it, it's it's a real no-brainer pick in my opinion. I mean, this is the only battle tactic where scoring a bonus point is available to you, which which means it, it's 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 especially important. And I think with the ebb and flow after you feel each other out and turn round one, mm-hmm. you get into round two. I mean, let, let's 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 put it this way, Justin. You score this one if you have two or more units. From your starting army, wholly within your opponent's territory at the end of the turn. With an additional point being scored if two or more of those units are Galician veterans. So I see this one being a very solid, a very solid turn, round two, turn two battle tactic.
1: Yeah, it can be accomplished in turn one if the battle plan allows for summoning or for... um side flanking things of that matter but it is a very solid turn two it is definitely something that can be pushed turn two real quick and real easy yeah
2: yeah and you know this turn two is the one that messed me up the most if you want to know the truth turn two is really what what screwed me up because when i was looking through when i was when i was you know going through these i i kind of got stuck here a little bit because after looking at desecrate their lands and barge through enemy lines Mm -hmm. i thought you know well, let's kind of digest this here a little bit because desecrate the land and barge to enemy lines, those battle tactics are very easy to achieve if you're an ambushing unit, like you just said. Right. And right. I mean let, let's break it down. Notable ambushing armies. Obviously you got Beast of Chaos, they're probably number one. You got Stormcast, Soul Blight, Skaven, uh, you know, with their gnaw holes. Um probably easiest for Beast of Chaos, if you want my opinion, as they're gonna have the units to do this immediately turn one in their build with, you know, either with with Dark Walkers or through Primordial Call, um, possibly right. I would say that this, I would say that this is probably the best for Beast of Chaos, followed by Stormcast, just because of their deep strike ability.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luminef have a little bit of advantage there. Uh, some cities armies will have an advantage there. Uh, just all depends on the army, in all honesty. But yeah, beast of chaos, beast of chaos is definitely going to have a bigger one, be with the primordial call and the fact that they can bounce most of their units around the backside. Right, right,
2: right. And, and so it's it funny because, like I say, I, I know that my original take on it was was desecrate their lands could be uh, uh, a turn one. But again, when you when we were kind of saying that, I thought, well, I said, you know, that yeah. or barge to enemy lines could really be achievable for ambushing units, which could which I guess could also be. Turn one. But I think I think when I'm when I look at the whole Enchilada, like I've been saying, I, I have a comfort zone in my in my thought process that I think mm-hmm. we're gonna see these battle tactics play out pretty much exactly well, I would say probably well you 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 and I are pretty much in agreement on everyone but one, really. Just the first one. Well
1: right, in all honesty, I don't really think there is a turn one choice that is really rock solid because again battle plan plays a huge role in these. But I think that turn two, that's where your battle plan, your tactics are really going to start. You're going to start seeing the heavy choices there. Yeah. Turn one's kind of like a eh choice, where turn uh, two, that's that's where you got to make your proper choice.
2: Well, I, I agree to that to a certain personal, extent. I, I think, per, personal opinion. I, you know, no, no, and that, that's what we're doing here, folks. That's what we're doing here, folks. So, So round three. But let's talk about round three. We've gotten through round one, round two. Now we're on round three. I mean, I think where things can mm-hmm. get a little dicey. Round three is really that pivotal point in a game where either your opponent concedes or something happens. That's your explosion yeah, got round. A bu-
1: I, got, I got a bunch of them there, I've got, so. well,
2: the one I picked is eye for an eye. I mean, I think it could be a good round three pick, which, which simply is based on the revenge action. I mean, if if, if right. they kill a unit, in your previous turn, you must kill a unit in this turn. I love that. I love the thematic piece of that, much less of anything else. Now, before you say what you're going to say, let me get one thing out before I lose my thought. Pay mm -hmm. attention to its wording. I love the trickery that's coming up in this edition. Pay attention to the wording, because it's impossible to achieve eye for an eye. It's impossible to achieve at the top of turn one, or indeed if the previous turn didn't result in at least one of your units being destroyed. But I still think it's a solid turn three battle tactic. I really, I really do. I really think it's a solid three.
1: Right. So I have this one in the same area you are. Solid three, four battle tactic. You know, having your thing happen turn three, turn four, going in and doing the backside of it. Um, But it's also the tactic that is on my list of, I wouldn't even bother with it. No kidding. Yeah. I, I for an eye, I mean, while while it's I mean yeah, you're gonna have a lot of stuff dying and everything else, but with the the way that the new rally is working and a bunch of other stuff with the objective base and all that, I don't see it very being very viable unless you are able to seriously unless you're sacrificing a unit and then coming back and countering that it's that's the only place I see it is you you throw an mSU unit out of say five or ten models, you let them die, and I mean horribly die, you don't even defend with them. And then come back with your big wombo combo that's in the back and wipe out the unit behind it after it's taken damage. You okay. Know? All right. That's, so I, it's, I, like I don't point. see it being viable.
2: I like your point, but I don't think it's quite that drastic. I, I personally think that um it's a it's a solid, it's a solid turn three tactic. Um and, and again, I'm gonna go back to my comments that I made with the Beast of Chaos as an example. I mean, technically, if you think about it, summoned battle units in Beast of Chaos are Galician veterans. So by yes. turn three, you could summon two units into their territory for the tactic. I mean, pretty good way to get these points. So I, I think by that time, when when the when the table is pretty well smothered with troops and you've got people all over the the board, you know, armies all over the board, I think this is going to be a good way that uh, that this uh, battle tactic is going to get used up. I think eye for an eye is a solid uh, third battle but I think you make a good point. I think you make a, a very good point with that one. But I think there's an honorable mention. Uh, for turn three as well, and I was going back and forth between eye for an eye uh, and gaining momentum, uh, this other mm-hmm. battle tactic. I mean, this one was interesting to me because it requires you to pick an enemy unit and destroy it in in that turn while also, and this is the other thing I love about the keywords here, while also controlling more objectives in your opponent at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why I was I, I kind of put this one as an honorable mention, maybe tucked behind eye for an eye a little bit, was I think it's a safest bet that by by the third, many of these considerations should be well underway in a five round game for this one to be good for the right. third battle round. But I think it's slightly edged out. Uh, but I think gaining momentum is another honorable mention for the third battle battle round
1: uh, as far as battle yeah. tactic. Yeah, no, I would definitely put it in solid turn three turn or higher just because it's it's based upon objective availability and objective activations plus destroying a unit so it's a it's kind of a double-edged sword but it is a very it's a it's a good one to have in your pocket going into say turn three like end of turn three end of turn four
2: sure 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 and you know before we keep going on this you know uh, grandson of Beamot makes a good point because don't forget about your your army specific battle tactics yeah, I mean, I, I guess that would be something, too, that uh, that you'd have to take into consideration. Um, uh, I didn't see a lot of people playing them in, in the last version. I mean, I, I think that the army battle tactics have a lot to offer. Don't get me wrong. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but...
1: Um, Banners held high. Cities of Sigmar. Used it all the time.
2: Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, and yeah, there's always there's there's always that, too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but turn four, sticking with the General's Handbook, 2022-23 Season 1, uh tactics here i think um one that i think well this is the one i'm going to kind of i I was really wavering on and i think i i think i bounced this one around probably more times than i care to admit um but i think heading into round four when i finally settled out on this one i think heading into round four uh you're going to need to, to seal the deal with your opponent by this round, or, or maybe an early pick for round two. This is what I'm saying. I think you're going to need to press the issue early in the game if you have to. I think this one would be, this one is mine, or this one's mine. I think it's mm-hmm. a solid turn four. It could possibly, possibly on a string be a round two pick. Um, this is the one where you nominate an enemy unit on the battlefield that, that is then scored if the model picked. Again, model picked to be your general destroys that unit with an attack i would think by the time you get your general out in front to kind of do some hacking and 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 killing you better have a lot of those enemy units already safely tucked away in the grave um you know before before that happens so i think it's i think it's more solid with turn one uh or turn four i'm sorry turn (laughs) turn four i think this one's mine uh what do you think
1: i think it's pushable turn three um turn four because usually you're not going to bring your general out unless it's a specific army type or you know like bellicor some stupid like that but, well yeah if you, if you got uh, a, if you got
2: a beat stick like our or a, a mega right. uh, or a scar brand that, or that that's like that, yeah
1: that's where you could push turn three with it because then you're set up enough to be able to say okay i'm taking that galician unit there that's already been hit i'm going after them with my general and i'm going to wipe them off the table this one's mine you know Turn four, that's a little more solid because usually by that point, you either half your army's gone or you're almost tabled at that point. You know, and if you're pushing turn five, then it's almost a guarantee there if your general's still alive.
2: Yeah, so. I, I think it's interesting. Turn five is something we're going to talk about here in a minute because I think there's a lot more luck in turn five, you know, and, and, and we'll, right. we'll touch on yeah. that. But, you know, what's funny. Again, I'm going to go back to this. And this is the last three battle tactics that, that we just talked about, you know, uh, whether it, it's the current one right now, which is this one's mine or gaining momentum or the one previous to that eye for an eye have mm-hmm. real trickery in their wording that I want to, I want to yes. make sure that we, 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 we touch on here because again, the wording here is key because think about this. It says general. We know that because war masters won't benefit unless they're your right. actual general. And I love yep. the wording there because it requires it to be done by attacks. It's not I don't I don't wanna say it's not easily achievable, but that's what I'm gonna say. By spellcasting juggernauts like like the slan. So so the slan right. isn't necessarily so this is where I'm kinda going with this right now. I personally think that the wording with these things is what's gonna trip people up. But I think I think mm-hmm. I think you and I think pretty much agree on this one too, that I think it's gonna be a turn four oh, yeah. battle yeah. tactic easily. I think oh yeah, where... turn
1: four. Turn four is probably where it's going to be the most because if your general is the Slon, you're not going to throw him at an enemy unit and say this one's mine, boys. Yeah, because no, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. But
2: I, I think when I was looking at when I was looking at this one here for turn four, you know, kind of going back and forth with this one's mine or 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 the next battle tactic, it was a real razor thin margin to to determine right. which one was which. But I, I think an honorable mention for the fourth battle round for sure or definitely by round five would be out muscle i think by that time you're you you know where you're at in the game uh if you're still around slugging it out i think out muscle is probably the best way to go because and i like this one because in the event you're playing an opponent uh that is pressing the the protection of their galician veterans with screens or heavy armored troops throughout the game this one could be a closer type battle tactic I think this is a good one for you to actually once once the battle has been ground down and you've got your opponent mm-hmm. in a certain position and you've you've eaten through a lot of the protection schemes that they've had for their Galician veterans. I think out muscle is probably more of your fifth battle round tactic, but an honorable mention for four, I would say.
1: So I have out muscle a little bit different ranking than yours. Um, it's personally I think it's achievable in turn two, uh, and the reason I say that is because the if. You're going second in turn two. You're choosing the, prov- the Proving Ground. So the Proving Ground can literally be in your territory with the Galician sitting on it. And you've already got it. Interesting. Okay, well. So so turn two, that is a very achievable there. But yeah, later game, it is. it's one of those ones that anywhere between turn two and turn five, it's very achievable. But it can be done in turn two depending on the battle plan.
2: Okay, so, so let, let's, let's kind of let's p- stick a pin in that, because I, I want to discuss this a little bit before we, we kind of get to the cusp of the battle tactic conversation here. So right. when we talk about, my, you know, we, 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 we agreed that round two could easily be barged through enemy lines, right? And mm-hmm. that was because of the bonus point with that one. And I think the right. other one that we said was an honorable mention uh, would, would be desecrate the land. I think those right. two are fairly interchangeable. Do you think you would pick out muscle over desecrate the land and barge to your enemy uh, lines?
1: Depending on my army build, probably. Because oh, okay. most of the... I would probably take out-muscle over desecrate the land just simply because looking I'm looking at everything in general, including the battle plan. And the fact that a lot of these battle plans, things don't activate till turn two or beyond for claiming or even contesting makes out muscle a much more viable option than certain aspects of saying I'm just gonna throw a unit across the table to hold a piece of terrain that's then gonna get stomped into existence because it's in the enemy's lines. So it's okay it's it just it's all tactics. Like I said, this is literally going to be life or death choices here depending on the on the battle plan and the round.
2: Uh yeah yeah I, I think I think I agree with that to a certain extent I don't think it's going to be better than the other two uh, again when we talk about the other two is barge to enemy lines or desecrate the land I don't think that I would pick out muscle I mean it would probably have to be a rare case that I would take out muscle mm-hmm. really anytime I mean even in the third round see I think the third round is even more critical I don't know right. that I would take out muscle I mean I'm I'm gonna to stick to it and say that I think seven out of ten times it's a fifth battle round. Three out of ten times, I'll say turn four, as an honorable mention. Right. But but I personally think that even going into round three, eye for an eye, I think is probably as close to a must in and around Mm -hmm. that area. So I don't even know. I mean, you make a good point. And I think where you could catch lightning in a bottle. um, Maybe Altmus will be good in the second battle run. Yeah, I I, I well, can see where let, that could be Let me, be the
1: just, case. Let, let, me get, let me just give you a real quick prime example as to why sure. I, I put it there. Yeah, I'm interested. So hear, yeah, hear it. I, I'm I'm looking at the battle plan. Lurkers below. It's one of the. It's actually one of my favorite ones. I actually think it's one probably going to be one of the, the the keys that are you're going to see a lot in tournaments. And it's you have deadly dedites. So nobody controls objectives in the first turn. They only activate turn two. That's one. The second part of it is conquerors momentum. So you only can can contest or control the objectives as you go across. There's also the other one that's, where is it? I'm trying to find it real quick. There's like two of them that are like that, where the objectives, you have to hold the prior one before you can take the center, before you can take your opponents. So And they only activate turn two. So you basically build a fence there. On turn two, you're... Your objective becomes active. You go, hey, out muscled. Nobody's near me. Thank you. It's mine because you can't even contest it if you don't hold the middle or the, the other side. So, well,
2: it's it you, no, becomes very simple in certain situations. Let me, let me make sure I I understand what you're saying here, because to, to, okay, let, let me let me walk through what I know. I'm going to do the same thing here, folks. I got my general's handbook right here. <laughs> uh, so, okay, out out muscle. All right, if I if I if I if I get to the page, here, out muscle. As as far as I know, mm-hmm. it requires you to pick a Galician veteran uh, unit, can, and 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 it's consisting of. Well, yeah you got okay i'm right on that you had to it pick a much, veteran much. unit contesting the objective and right. it's got to be nominated that the that, that objective has to be nominated as the proving ground to ensure that no models are contesting it at the end of the turn C- and correct and i think this is a really fun tactical battle you know this tactical piece here that will make for some really interesting priority decisions because of how it affects whether it can be an and, easy yeah. battle tactic or a freaking nightmare. That's why, kind of, why also I thought eh, fifth battle round is probably where this sucker's at.
1: And, and, and that's and that's why I'm saying it can be achieved in turn two. And that's where I'm placing it in that two two through five battle round, just simply because, yeah, proving ground. You're go, if you go second because more drops or whatever reason, you're choosing the proving ground because the second we know where we already know whoever's going second is going to have a lot more, a lot more ability than the person who goes first. Just because they choose the proving ground, they can shut down objectives, things of that matter based on that. So you're automatic if you go two, you automatically have the objective. Most objectives in this, and so a lot of these scenarios are not activating till t- turn two or beyond. So proving ground, turn two, you go second, you have the objective. You can't control it. Like Lurk said, Lurkers below, you can't control it unless you control the center, and then you can control your opponents. You have to actually wage your crew across the board. So it's there's a bunch of them that are like this to where it's not difficult to say, "Hey, turn two out, muscle." I own this just because I went second.
2: Okay, so so so, I, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta try to digest this one here a little bit because you, you kind of caught me off guard. So, do you think? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hold on. Yeah, yes or no? Yes or no? Do you think out muscle takes turn two over, desecrate the land, or barge through enemy lines? Yes. Which would
1: both do. of them? Both of them. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's two that I think
1: you and I are completely opposite on.
2: But I think pretty. I would put. I would. I would
1: put out I would put out muscled first, depending on the scenario, then barge to the enemy line. Those two are like neck and neck with each other, based upon the battle plan that's being that's being fought over. That's that's solely what it's going to come down to, is whatever that battle plan yeah, is. I, but is I'm, I'm really going to determine
2: where those are. What about overall though? The whole enchilada, like we've been like we've been talking.
1: About. I would still. I would still put out muscled. Over it because again, battle plan. That's just, that's me, my opinion. Okay. Barge to the the enemy line, that requires you getting through the enemy line. And if you got flyers, it's not a problem. But again, you got to get through the enemy line, get in their territory. Outmuscled, you can do that in your own territory.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. And now we got a comment here from uh, Echo Papa. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, on all but one of the battle plans, against the odds, is. Free turn one, right? Uh, I believe so. Maybe. Yeah. I believe so. Um, I I think so. I'll have to look at that. That, You know what's funny? You do so much research and you try to cram all this in that I got so many things running through my brain. Uh, And, and you know, that's a tough place to be.
1: So so to answer Echo, yeah, it, it pretty much is a free one because it's literally Galician holding an objective turn one. Unless you're in a battle plan that the objectives are not active in turn one that okay. it's not that it's not an automatic turn one okay, and there like I said, I think there's six battle plans in here that basically the objectives do not activate in your zone or in direct line to you until turn two or beyond
2: okay, all right that makes sense so all right so in 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 kind of rounding out. These uh, these battle tactics. Here, here's here's kind of what I'm saying. I think head to head is trash. I don't think and and, and Justin, you give give us your rundown. So I think I'm going to give you mine. You give me yours after that. I think I think head to head is is trash. I don't think that's going to be used very often, if anything at all. Uh, I, think I think round one. Be. I think round one you're looking at against the odds. Uh, maybe uh, I would say desecrate the land could possibly be an honorable mention for that. I think round two we've got barge through enemy lines. Uh, possibly, you know, and as I said before, I think a good toss-up, uh, could either be desecrate the land and barge to enemy lines, maybe for round two as well. Um, round three, I think eye for an eye is a pretty solid pick. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. I
2: also think honorable mention for turn three could be gaining momentum as well. I think that's one that I think is an honorable piece. Um, I think round four, this one is mine, I think is, uh, or this one's mine, the way it's pronounced, I think is a solid one. And, uh, I definitely think, um... For uh, for for round five, possibly possibly round four, I think Out Muscle is a good one. What uh, what say you? What and folks take notes, man. What uh, what's your order?
1: Okay, so take Eye for an Eye off the table completely. Don't use it. Personal opinion. Don't use it. Um, if you're gonna go sub turn one based on battle plan, I've got uh, Barstow mm-hmm. Enemy lines against the odds and desecrate the land those you could use sub one but they'd be better off using them turn two or beyond in all honesty because that's just where they fit better for my opinion in the turn two category for solid i would put out muscled um and possibly gain momentum and then beyond that you're looking at things like uh this one's mine being turn four plus uh head to head being turn three um you know things like that. Most of most of these I'm noticing are turn two plus plays. Turn one is kind of like just if you if depending on battle plan, there's only three of them that are viable, and that's basically desecrate against the odds and bar to enemy line. After that, go nuts because you should be able to handle them. Um, but like I said, eye for an eye, get rid of it. It's useless. Hmm. Um, it's and then you know this one this one mine that's completely late game if it gets there. So okay. other than that everything everything else is turn 2 turn 3. You know it, it's
2: funny, you know when 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 you boil down I think I think there's a lot and I said this kind of at the beginning of the show. I think Battle Tactics for what the game is now is really the source and summit of really not only does that tell you everything about how the game is going to be played moving forward, but I think that also tells you a lot about your opponent. You know, it's kind of like when AOS uh, one dropped right when we didn't have points remember those remember the dark days when there was no points or anything like that and you know you could put a model yeah. on the table i could put a model on the table and i think that was a real quick way to find out if your opponent was I'm, an I'm, asshole
1: i'm uh, i'm going to dump my entire bag on the table and see what you can do exactly fun.
2: but i i think that was one way to kind of understand a where the game was going and b where your p- opponent mind was at and i think since we've gotten points that adjusted things i think now since we've gotten battle tactics I think we've seen the game kind of encroach in a new direction. And I think that also kind of form formulates a lot of, uh, I think that exposes a lot of play style, almost like making gamers a little bit of a cellophane of themselves. They can kind of see through them a little bit because, you know, I think for the most part, our choices were pretty well slock stock and smoking barrel. I think there was what two that we were definitely opposite on and three that was kind of argumentative as far as how we, how we felt. I mean, but it's interesting how that's enough to separate two gamers You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, But I think the biggest thing, Justin, for me is I think at the end of the day, overall, uh, these battle tactics are not as complex as I think I once imagined them when I first saw them in the book. I mean, I would strongly suggest that everyone sit down and plan out your initial course of using them for your specific army, kind of like what we went through. I hope this show helped you guys out quite a bit. I hope you guys were able to kind of get an idea of what you were going to do. Um, and and plan it for your specific army. And, and I hope Grimdark Live helped you out this evening. And I think I think one thing I'll say here too is while you can never plan for every opponent, having options like reserve units, um, ambush, flyers, mobility, mm-hmm. I think will be the key to success in this edition, along with a uh, a crap ton of bounty hunters, preferably cavalry. Um, I, I, I think, well, and and that's,
1: I honestly, or think or, or anything that, or anything that has a very high damage output.
2: Well, yeah, there's always that too. There's always that yeah. too. But, uh, before we get to the closing thoughts, Justin, I wanted to kind of throw one thing out there. Now that we've kind of wrapped up our thoughts on the battle tactic, I kind of wanted to go back to, well, I wanted to kind of go back to the beginning of how we started the show here, because I, I want to, I don't think we finished the topic of, of what we're seeing, the confusion that's really kind of come in, or the kind of the, the right. I would say, people, not confusion. That was the wrong way to put it. The, the the mindset is changing almost immediately. Now we're seeing people that are claiming that they want to go MSU, multiple small units on the board, you know, possibly right. four inches on center, getting a bunch of trash troops and small little itty-bitty pieces going out there. And the other funny thing is people are now basically, I've seen it on the boards, even amongst their own gaming group to a certain extent, um they're just not going to play into the basis of the game. They're not going to do the uh, Galician veterans or the bounty hunters. And they're just going to go with a one drop. And I think that's that, this has really been a very interesting, like three and a half weeks since the leaks really started yeah, before yeah. pre-order before the book. I mean, what are your thoughts? Where do you see yourself going initially right now? in the, in the very beginning of this new edition,
1: um, truthfully after following this i'm i'm gonna incorporate this into lists uh the best i can but i'm basically looking at balance i think you need to have i don't i don't think you can get away with the one drop anymore that's that's just that's just personal i think msu units are going to be good but they're going to be those things that are going to screen the giant 30 man block of deletions or Something of that matter. So you may, you may see, we may see the old rank and file type of setup where you know you had your primary core and then multiple MSUs as screens. I think screening units, fast cavalry flyers, heavy magics, whatever you can squeeze the the, the bar rag out of top point wise, then that's what that's what's gonna uh, what's gonna win. Yeah. Is you know because you need speed. We say it all the time. Speed kills. Speed kills. But for, yeah. And fast foot soldiers so that can get across the table fast that have the Galician, key, the Galician keyword and the ability to shut down points, fight in multiple ranks and, you know, say, hey, this is a proving ground. Only we count. You don't get lost, you know, unless you have a specific rule that allows that, that trumps that, you know, in your books. Some books do. I, I think we're, we're going to I think it still is the age of foot troops at this point. Calvary is still going to be very powerful don't get me wrong that and that's what they should be the cavalry should be able to ride down a, a unit of foot soldiers like they were nothing that's just that's how history worked and that's how cavalry was used but in the when the long and the short of it comes having hundreds of little bodies floating over an objective and saying hey this is ours and you don't count yeah good luck
2: all right so here's my last question for you do you think the game could evolve again because I, I, you know, a couple of months ago, none of us would have thought the game would have gotten to this point. But do you think the game mm-hmm. could evolve again? Maybe next season, maybe the season after that, where we see the old rules back, where you get, you know, uh, maximum twenty five percent core, fifty percent special, twenty five percent leaders. Do you, do you think? It's, do you see us going back to possibly build twos like that with the old fantasy battles? I don't know. Um, would you like it if it I would, mean if it
1: what one one rule I would love them to get rid of is this reinforcement rule. I think it's I think that going into this strategy and having a cap on reinforcement was is a mistake. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Um, hmm. I wouldn't mind having it where, you know, 50% battle line, 25% artillery, 25% cavalry, you know, up to 50% hero, depending on condition, you know, and even having condition base would be fine. I don't mind that. I never did. I, I liked the fact that you could put big, chunky blocks of 40-plus, 50-plus guys on the table. You know, keep you can keep your coherency rules. That's fine. You know, 40, 50 guys on the table and saying, here, move this block and have fun trying to do it. Because right. guess what? There's a bunch of stuff out there that can move 40 guys in a heartbeat. Movement I mean, trays and everything else, sure, yeah. No, well, right. no, 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 I'm not even talking movement traits. I'm talking a hero. Or oh, a you're about, like, wiping them off put the board, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And putting and put 90, put 90 wounds on a unit and saying, hey, that 50-man unit you just had, yeah, pick them all up, but maybe two. Okay, battle shock them. Guess what? You're at a negative, negative 88 to your roll.
0: <laughs> That's true. Have fun with that. Right,
1: right, <laughs> you know what? I, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. We'll see. I mean, i got a feeling... Things things die really fast in this game, and I think that's one of the things that people are... I'm not going to say forgetting, but it's one of those things that they don't realize that trash troops in general, which we call trash troops because they are literally five-plus armor saves across the board, except unless they're elite trash troops, die in droves. Yeah. And giving them a little thing saying, hey, we're veterans of a war. Yeah, that's like Imperial Guardsmen that actually survive one battle in 40k mm-hmm. sure, sure <laughs> they're sure. automatically a veteran yeah okay it well, doesn't, doesn't mean they they fare any better in the next fight you know my <laughs> so.
2: uh my, my my prediction is uh i think we're gonna see the old build to style come back my loose prediction and don't ask me why i think this all right well uh good conversation you know we talked a lot we we talked about uh you know early uh, uh we talked about battle tactics and their usage and we we talked about you know uh, general tactics and build to and I, and I hope we helped you out but uh, Justin you're back on the show man so what do you think Are you ready for a uh, little closing thoughts sure why not all right man to you all
1: right so we, we had a nice little conversation about all the battle tactics and the plans and in, in the long and long end of it this is still a game we still we're still figuring it out we're three and a half weeks in we got five and a half months still to go <laughs> before they change it up on us again I wouldn't say read too deep and don't read too deep into anything. Just build what you want to build, play how you want to play and you know, play to the battle plans, play to the tactics, play to what's going to make you happy because this is your game. It's your hobby. And I per- personally, I'm a Cities of Sigmar player through and through. It's one of my favorite armies to play because it's got such a broad selection of armies and or units and, and types. But when it comes down to it, I don't follow meta. That's just me. And I have very successful games without it. And this particular version of our lovely game that we all know and love, I think it's going to do very well. And once people figure it out, we're going to see a lot of heavy killer lists coming out and a lot of balance in the game until then let's have fun with it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that's a wrap man great show and that is a wrap and uh justin thanks for uh a great conversation and thanks for being back with us no problem I enjoyed a- it absolutely man and folks until we meet up again remember roll them dice fun and fair and as we say every single freaking time don't be a freaking short pants short pants all right guys yep good night
1: see ya later
0: Grimdark Live, we'd like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice, fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the
1: wrong week to stop sniffing
0: blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at Gripdarklive.com and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grip Dark Live to your friends. So long, Grip Dark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye.
1: short pants.